You're listening to the Market Experts Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. So let's talk about collections. The economy's back up and running, but wow, it's been turned upside down. Zach Inlow, Inlow Law, what is involved with the collections process? You, you all specialize in this. Yeah, that's correct. So, uh, you know, history of the law firm per se is my father is our main collection attorney. He's been doing it for about 20 years. And in the legal space, collections is a unique area because oftentimes it's disregarded. Uh, a lot of lawyers, first of all, lawyers are never trained really on collection procedures. And yet what's uh, ironic about that is that 99.9% of clients really care about getting paid. And that's what <laughs> that's the point that. of going to a lawsuit, right? And, and so collections is important because it allows individuals uh, that ability to get paid. In many instances, if you go to kind of a, a white shoe law firm, quote unquote, they can get you a judgment and they can certainly take your money um, for, for their legal services, but oftentimes they don't know how to get paid. In fact, some of our business stems from other law firms giving us post-judgment collections is the, is the proper term, okay? Uh, and in Oklahoma, it, it's relatively generous to creditors. Uh, and there's a number of tools that collection lawyers can specialize in, namely garnishments uh, that you have to you know, kind of understand how the law works and understand the procedure to do so. But uh, referencing current collections, and I think that's what you're, you're after, is that I, I do expect to see an uptick uh, in collections needed uh, over the next six to eight to 12 months because there's so much consumer spending and the economy is kind of, it is recovering and people are taking on, on contractual obligations that they may or not be able to afford. Well, let's talk about the process of, of collections. Like to a, a, a layperson like me, I hear, Absolutely. okay, you get a judgment and yeah. that does not go through some automatic process where the, the judgment is recognized and then garnishment starts. So there, there's a legal process that has to be initiated for that or once yes. it's filed, it just kind of is out there for the public and then employers and other people start looking at it. I know you can't buy a house if you've got a judgment that's not paid, that, that the lender's gonna do that. But if, if you're going to, uh, if you're only gonna buy a house every five, between five and 10 years, you don't wanna wait five to 10 years for that person to buy a house to get paid. Right, and so specifically to the question about collection processes, is if you assume that your listeners are gonna say, okay, I have a judgment, and there's a lot of, uh, efforts and a lot of legal work that goes into obtaining a judgment, but let's say that they, they have a judgment, then you have very particular tools that you can use for collection processes, right? And some of the tools that we use are garnishments, garnishments, and you have two different types of garnishments. You have what's called general bank garnishments, which is where you send a garnishment to a known account. Okay, and, the, and the alternative is you can send garnishments to a known employer. And the reason why I, I didn't want to skip over it too much, but oftentimes before you go to a lawsuit, depending on the amount of debt that you seek, it's good to know if the individual, the defendant, has a place of employment because that increases the likelihood of collections substantially. Uh, and, you know, collections, the interesting thing about collections in general is that you have to, you have to appreciate all the different variables that might be affected uh, by your lawsuit in order to get paid. So, for example... I, in a collection effort, the first thing I always ask individuals is, is it a personal debt or is it a, uh, a limited liability company or some sort of limited liability corporation that, that went into the contract? Because the, con the concern or the consideration that you have to take into, a place, take into account for an LLC 
would be they may not have any money in there. And so to actually go to a law school, to even pay for a lawsuit is, could be a waste of your time. Uh, but let's say, now to your point about um, employment garnishments, whenever you get a judgment, you can't ask for the Oklahoma Employment Commission to send you information on their employer and they'll send you information and oftentimes you can garnish them that way. So you, you basically have a bank garnishment, which is generally information that you develop through an asset hearing, which we can talk about, uh, or you have a wage garnishment. You have other collection efforts, which is the, the historical type collection effort. Let's just say someone owes you $10,000 and they have two vehicles. Uh, one would be exempt to some degree. The other vehicle is not exempt. Well, then you could actually have a sheriff levy on that property. Now, and let, me, levy, let me interrupt real quick. You say one of them uh, would be exempt to a degree. Is that kind of like what we would have homestead in real exactly. estate that protects your home? You can't take someone's only form of transportation. Is that what that, you're getting at? That's correct. Well, and to be to be precise, okay, there's a statute that lists exactly what you can and cannot take, which exactly what is and what is not exempt. Right. The most famous one, uh, and I think rightfully so, is the homestead exemption, which is if you obtain a large judgment against you and you have a home, that judgment creditor cannot kick you out of your home. Right. That's a homestead exemption. Now, what will happen, what we do quite often is we file what's called statements of judgment on that property. So when that individual goes to sell the property, OK, the title company will pay that judgment off by whatever proceeds are available. And we, that happens all the time. And we have situations that 10, 15 years after a judgment is taken, we get paid off on title by title. And, and that can pass on to estates, et cetera. If someone passes away, then the estate owes that. Absolutely. It's on the property itself. So uh, talking now we're talking homestead again, you can't take someone's home, but let's say, and there was a, a very uh, popular case years ago where, and it's now a development in South Tulsa where the owner had say, I say 25, 30 acres, and you can only have homestead up to one acre, I, I believe, is that correct? That's so correct. the rest of the land right. was developed around his property. And mm -hmm. so he got to stay there, but he couldn't, couldn't live with everything else that had, had once been his. That's right, that's exactly right. So uh, back to this idea of collections, the cost of collections. What is, um, what is the cost to begin this process? Sure, and I'm gonna give you approximations because each one of these are gonna include cost of service. Right, and small. so anything under $5,000, and there's a lot of variables to consider, but anything under $5,000, you probably wanna to go to small claims court. Small claims court, I think for under $5,000 is around $58, I think, to file, and you have to get service on it, which is probably another $50. All right, and the reason why small claims is beneficial is that all the laws still apply, but the judge can execute on everything that day and you can get a judgment relatively quickly. Anything over $5,000, but under $10,000, which is the cap in small claims in Oklahoma, I think is $180 to file. I think that's approximate. But let's just say around $200. Then if you have a rather large amount of money that you need to collect on, let's say it's $50,000. Okay, you're gonna have to file that in, in regular court and that is gonna cost you about $300. And that's just to get started. That doesn't include legal fees uh, or associated costs that might come with any kind of litigation. Hmm. Was well, Zach Inlow, Inlow Law, all about collections here, at least to get started, inlow.law. So uh, thanks, Zach. Appreciate that, yes, sir. You're listening to The Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.